0: the health minister has announced an immediate ban on all inpatient visits at hospitals in Taoyuan, Taipei and New Taipei. The ban will be in place until February 9th, comes in the wake of a COVID outbreak at Taoyuan General
1: Hospital. No new cases were added to the hospital cluster on Wednesday, although more home isolation orders are going out in an effort to contain viral spread. So far, nearly 3,500 people have been placed in home isolation.
2: No cases were added to the cluster on Wednesday, although more people have been placed in isolation. They include everyone who could have been infected by patient 889 during his visit to a second Taoyuan hospital.
3: We are using a very broad definition of close contact. We have a full grasp of the contacts of patient 889 in the hospital as we have records of their appointments to the minute and second. If you haven't been notified, then don't worry about this. Our targets are very clear.
2: The CECC is defining close contact as anyone who was in his vicinity while he was at the second hospital or other communal spaces. It also includes 160 people who were at the second hospital before and after his visit, some of whom are still being traced you one such person is a train conductor who had gone to the hospital on January 23rd. She received her home isolation order on Tuesday night while on duty. The TRA immediately carried out the disinfection of a train.
3: The train conductor is feeling well and hasn't developed any symptoms. We have 100 colleagues or so who have been put on self-health management.
2: Officials remain on high alert over Taiwan's outbreak. On Wednesday, Health Minister Chen shu announced a ban on inpatient visits in three municipalities of northern Taiwan. <laughs>
3: hospitals in Taipei, New Taipei, and Taoyuan will be closed to inpatient visitors, effective immediately and until February 9, 2021, save for special circumstances. This decision was made in consideration of how people who might have sought treatment in Taoyuan or Taoyuan General Hospital mostly live and work in Taipei, New Taipei, and Taoyuan.
2: In the general wards and in the ICU, all inpatients are limited to having one private caregiver. Exceptions may be granted in emergencies for ICU patients and for people in end-of-life care. An example is if a physician needs to explain the patient's condition to several people, or if a patient needs a family member to accompany them during surgery. In all cases, permission must be granted by the medical institution.
1: Two members of the Legislative Yuan staff have been placed in home isolation as part of government efforts to contain Taoyuan's COVID outbreak.
0: One is a mailroom worker and the other is an aide of a lawmaker. In response to their isolation order, the Legislative Yuan is enforcing extra precautions to prevent viral spread on its premises. It's negotiation
3: time at the Legislative Yuan and all lawmakers are wearing masks. That's because two Legislative Yuan employees have been put in isolation. One is a worker in the mailroom. The other is an aide of DPP lawmaker Lin Junxian.
2: He immediately reported it to our office. Even before that, the offices of all lawmakers and aides living in Taoyang were disinfected. So far, the situation looks okay. Currently, they are feeling well. There shouldn't be any problems. We've adopted the most cautious stance and we're implementing measures following epidemic prevention guidelines. If they have to isolate, they will isolate.
3: Due to the Taoyuan outbreak, strict health protocols are in place at the Legislative Yuan. Temperatures are taken at the entrance, and social distancing markers are in the elevators to limit capacity. Cleaning staff is constantly disinfecting surfaces with hypochlorous acid. The Legislative Yuan is taking zero chances, and a major disinfection is scheduled for the weekend. Meanwhile, one KMT lawmaker has taken out COVID insurance, which grants a payout of 100,000 NT if she's placed in home isolation. On Wednesday, DPP lawmaker Su Chao Hui spoke out against expecting the worst.
2: Just look at me. I'm from the Shuling Inge area of New Taipei, right next to Taoyuan. If we're going to talk anxiety, who would have more reason to be anxious than someone like me, who's right next to Lin Zhenxian's office? I don't think that excessive panic is necessary. Wherever we go, we must keep a face mask on. It comes down to our actions. There's no need to panic over the situation at the Legislative Yuan.
3: Tainan lawmaker Chen Tingfei called on fellow lawmakers to abide by public health guidelines to keep the coronavirus
0: out of the legislature. In her first public remarks on the Taoyuan outbreak, President Tsai Ing wen made an appeal for national unity.
3: Public cooperation with the guidelines of the Central Epidemic Command Center will be a key to success in her fight against COVID. A second key is the central and local government standing united against the epidemic. The central government will do its utmost to support local governments. The third key is having a sense of solidarity for society to rally behind Taoyuan's healthcare staff to support frontline workers. That's the solidarity that we need here in
0: Taiwan. President Tsai also thanked medical staff and other workers on the front line of Taiwan's efforts against COVID. She called for the public to take health rules to heart so that Taiwan can get through Lunar New Year safely. A Taipei grocery store is taking aim at consumers with a conscience.
1: Launched in 2019 by a major hypermarket chain, this small concept store is stocked with products chosen because they're cruelty-free, fair trade or locally sourced. With help from the Taiwan Design and Research
0: Institute, it's gotten a big makeover that encourages shoppers to minimize their impact on the earth. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang takes us in.
4: At this unique grocery store, staff is on hand to introduce the health benefits of the products, as well as the story of how they're sourced. The store opened in 2019, specializing in cage-free eggs, organic and locally farmed foods, and fair trade items. It's recently gotten a dramatic makeover. All the shelves and decorations in this store are second-hand furniture or materials. Working with the Taiwan Design and Research Institute, the hypermarket chain redesigned its Taipei concept store.
1: By uh, the concept, the store display, every display, there will be a story behind that. So all the customer they will understand what they buy, what's the value behind, uh, who is the farmer, and uh, their. A story about it. All the materials are uh, reusable.
4: The store isn't just made of sustainable materials. It also strives to encourage sustainable practices. For example, plastic bags are not provided at checkout. The store offers reusable paper bags to shoppers who need them. Patrons can also donate their bags to the store for use by others.
5: The difference between before and after is we de- start to use the design thinking to redesign all the customer experience because this store, we know, is a value-driven shop. So how we can make customers understand each of their purchase, they really reshape the world they want.
4: The store is stocked with 200 carefully curated products. These products were chosen for the values they represent, such as healthy living, animal welfare, or sustainable agriculture.
5: For example, like eggs. So today, uh, when you choose the eggs, is from the cash-free eggs. You are changing the life of those uh, laying hands. Also, when we talk about the fair trade, people know about fair trade and people love chocolate. But do you know what you're doing when you choose the wrong chocolate? You're making a lot of a child that cannot go to school. That's because of uh, low labor costs.
4: The store also values inclusivity, employing older adults with dementia to keep them rooted in the community. The hypermarket chain says it plans to open two more concept stores, one each in central and southern Taiwan. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Titan Chen Han, in Taipei.
1: Major supermarkets are heightening safety precautions in response to Taoyuan's hospital cluster. Big-box retailer Costco has announced the end of food samples at its two Taoyuan locations as well as its two Kaohsiung locations.
0: In addition, Costco plans to reduce food court seating by half at all its Taiwan locations. Meanwhile, the hypermarket chain Carrefour has called off food samples at all its shopping centers nationwide. Shoppers who pull down their masks inside the store will now be asked to leave. Another chain, PX Mart, has closed off all sitting areas and restrooms at its 86 Taoyuan locations.
1: Tucked inside a quiet corner of Taipei's bustling Songshan District is the smallest postal agency in the country. It's a three-ping space at the back of a stationery shop, and its old-school aesthetic often sparks the curiosity of passers-by. It's even
0: been featured as the backdrop in a movie. The manager, which is the owner of the adjacent stationery shop, had applied to Zhonghua Post to become a community postal agent. He's provided basic postage services at his miniature agency for 28 years.
2: A customer fills out a form on the old school counter. It's a scene that comes straight out of 30 years ago. Tucked in an alley of a busy Taipei district is Taiwan's tiniest postal agency. With floor space of just three pings, Taipei's 46th Postal Agency has been open for 28 years. Its staff has been working here for just about as long. Its vintage look has even caught the attention of a film crew. People walking by tend to linger for a while. They say, look, there's an interesting post office over there. The movie about Wu Baochun was shot here. Online, there are people saying that this is Taiwan's most rundown post office. They say they've never seen this kind of post office. Most post offices are quite beautiful. Those people don't know that this is actually a postal agency, so there is a bit of a misunderstanding. With that misunderstanding, we've gotten quite a bit of attention online. Mr. Lai has been running his stationery shop for 40 years. One day, when chatting with a postman, he learned that his community was considered to be right in the dead zone between two post offices. Eager to meet a public need, Lai put up a wall at the back of his shop and created a tiny space before applying to become a community postal agent. From the metal window grates to the postman figurines found at a secondhand market, every item at his postal agency has an interesting story. Back in 2007, Chen Shuibian wanted Zhonghua Post changed to Taiwan Post, so I made this sign. At that time, I thought that having Taiwan in the name really felt more correct. Mr. Lai made his own sign for the postal agency in support of the name change. His tiny postal agency provides over the counter services all while turning heads.
0: When it comes to auto manufacturing, so much depends on a tiny chip. Carmakers around the world have been forced to close down production lines due to a shortage of advanced automotive chips.
1: The slowdown is so dire in some countries that their governments have gotten involved, reaching out to Taiwan's semiconductor sector for help. On Wednesday, Taiwan's economics minister called a meeting of major chip players to coordinate a response to the global demand.
3: Various countries have indeed expressed their concerns through diplomatic channels. Of course, it is their hope that Taiwan's government can do its best to help their automaking industries. The most important ones are the U.S., the E.U., and Japan. All three expressed this need.
1: The minister met with four Taiwan chip executives from TSMC, UMC, Vanguard International and Power chip Semiconductor. According to the minister, the four companies said they would look into several solutions for boosting chip supplies. One is optimizing their production lines so that they can raise capacity. The other is negotiating with other clients to see if it's possible to delay their orders and prioritize auto supplies. Google has opened a new office in New Taipei, and it's the tech company's biggest hardware engineering facility outside of the U.S. This sprawling 16-story building has all the perks and creature
0: comforts that have made Google famous, like a massage parlor, gymnasium, and even private rooms for power napping. Let's head inside for a look at its grand opening.
3: Google's new office has opened its doors with COVID precautions firmly in place. Those heading into work must first take out their phone and fill out an online health questionnaire. There is also a temperature screening. Google員工-
2: Google employees on their way into the office must first pass this checkpoint. It's a thermal imaging camera. If your temperature is above 37.3 degrees, you won't be allowed in.
3: Google lets employees decide for themselves if they want to work from home. It's also closed off several large public areas, including the massage parlor and gym. The cafeteria is designed to look like a night market, and it dishes up local cuisine that's locally sourced. It can seat up to 600 people, Although in these COVID times, it's offering a fraction of that capacity to ensure social distancing. The coffee bar is divided with transparent partitions to cut transmission risk from close contact. And there is more in store for Google employees. The rec room offers entertainment chosen by employees, including karaoke, video games, and pool. There is a mini kitchen on each floor where beverages are free. Perhaps the best perk of all? Nap pods, where staff can catch up on sleep. Google says it's currently on a hiring spree.
2: In six Taiwanese cities, Google already has a variety of offices including data centers and including our teams for hardware and software R&D. We actually have a great great many job vacancies.
3: Right next to Google's new office, construction is already starting on a neighboring plot of land. This will become another Google office which is set to be complete in
2: 2023. In the past five years, Google's Taiwan workforce has grown tenfold. As you can imagine, we plan to keep this momentum going over the next few years, and we plan to continue to invest in Taiwan. Amid the pandemic in 2020, Taiwan actually performed very well. This has, of course, bolstered the U.S. headquarters' confidence in Taiwan.
3: Google's vice president of hardware said he was optimistic about Taiwan's talent pool and its ability to cope with COVID. He said Taiwan is a critical global hub for technology research and development. The firm has plans to extend recruitment, providing more opportunities for a thriving career in tech.
0: The National Applied Research Laboratories have developed an updated way to scan and digitally model buildings. It could have applications in restoring damaged landmarks and developing digital cities.
1: Researchers say their new point cloud technology will reduce the labor needed for such projects by one-sixth.
2: This digital model of the sixth Japanese naval fuel factory in Shinju was produced by a point cloud using aerial and land-based photos of the inside and outside of the site. The camera zooms into the building, passing all of its carefully captured details.
3: We shine a laser on the object and we see how long it takes to capture. From that, we can deduce the distance. We have all these points that have been scanned by lasers and the distances in space they produce. And all that data is our point cloud.
2: Point cloud technology is used in fields as wide as the restoration of historic buildings, construction, driverless vehicles and digital urban management. In 2019, a fire damaged Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, but luckily, a point cloud data set had already been created, which greatly helped later restoration work. Point cloud data can also reveal hidden structural flaws in buildings.
3: The real life example we have right now is the social housing in Nangang. We scan existing buildings and we can compare the data to the original building plans to see where there are discrepancies. We have also applied for a patent in Taiwan and the U.S. We would be delighted to provide this technology to companies who will use it and promote it.
2: The improved point Cloud Tech was developed independently at the National Center for High-Performance Computing using artificial intelligence. It can condense six months' work into one. Developers are excited about how it could be applied in the future.
0: Back in the day, there was one crop grown in Nantou County's Guoxing Township that was so profitable it was known as green gold. The herb, which can be used in soaps, insect repellents, aromatherapy, disinfectant and cooking, is, of course, lemongrass.
1: As cheap artificial lemongrass oil grew in popularity, demand for the real thing dwindled. But after the Gigi earthquake in 1999, one local producer decided to reopen a genuine distillery. He now produces top-quality organic lemongrass oil the traditional way.
4: Liu chang stuffs bundles of lemongrass into a boiler tower that's the height of two adults. Distilling real lemongrass oil is no easy feat. After the grass is cut, it's dried out for a week before going into these iron boiler towers, which are full of boiling water. They're heated up to produce steam mixed with lemongrass oil. That's then piped into a cooling tower.
1: a The pipes are surrounded by cold water, which cools the steam and oil. In the cooling tower, it falls into the container at the bottom, which we call the oil-water separator. The oil is less heavy, so it rises to the top. The water is denser and flows into a separate pipe.
4: In the traditional method, only steam is used to extract the essential oil. That oil then goes into glass bottles, without any additives. The
0: purity of the oil is its selling point for organic retailers.
1: These days, there are almost no producers in Taiwan who extract their own lemongrass oil. Back in the day, he was also growing lemongrass but not making any products from it. So we looked for a developer and started to negotiate with him. I hope it can carry on and younger folk can see Oh, so this is how you distill essential oils There's no advanced scientific technique It's just how we've always been doing it And it's really worth knowing about
0: Liu
4: hopes he's got another 20 years left to run the distillery And that before he's done, he'll find someone to carry on the tradition after him